everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Neat Poor. We are back. We had to take a little bit of a break, but this week we're diving into Mictors, the sour mash, the bourbon, the rye whiskey, and the tin year. So grab a drink, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Nipur. It's Nick and Shalanda again. Episode 12. Shalanda, what do you know about Mictors? Not as much as you do. Um, well, I see it on billions a lot. Yeah, that is like the drink of choice there. It's a very noticeable bottle. I think the Mictors Rye is something that I had on my on my bar before I really got into whiskey this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just a noticeable bottle. And then... Just really good, really fun, really like, really fun, really good. I'm trying to think of another word I wanted to use. Like, I didn't use that other word. <laughs> no, but I tell you, like, really the Michter's rye. This was the one I had, the green, the green bottle. Yeah, when I first had it, I had it with you, and you know, you turned me on to Michter's. Yeah, so this is a full-on uh, Michter's episode, and Michter's has it looks like. Four core offerings for the Mictors. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, the bourbon, the sour mash, the American whiskey, and the straight rye. So that's their core line. Wow, we have a pretty solid lineup on this table right now. Yeah, I think the only one we're missing is the uh, is the American whiskey. Which I don't understand sour mash, even still. Other than it sounds like the sour mash, because all whiskeys are sour mash. Right. If they're not sour mash, they'll be specifically a sweet mash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peerless makes a sweet mash, and it says sweet mash. Only reason it says that is because all of them are sour. Okay. Where you leave some of the some of the uh, brewers, um, the distiller's beer, you leave some of that in the next batch for consistency. So it's mostly fresh, and then some of it is the previous batch. That sour mash, that's how they're all made. So the fact that this says sour mash is weird to me. Um, from what I saw, it could be a used barrel instead of the new char barrel. So it's not bourbon. Right. It's sour mash whiskey. Um, How do you feel about that sour mash? I don't know. One more info. I don't understand. My favorite one um, is the bourbon, I think, of the ones we've had, excluding the 10-year rye that we've yeah. got on the table, which is kind of fun. I think of the ones that's on the table, I would have to say the rye is it speaks to me most. You know, even in the lineup, we had a blind rye lineup a few episodes ago. I think Mictor's finished second in mine. In my four that we had. The I Mictor, think it was second for the both Mictor's of us. rye. Yeah, because it's got those undeniable rye characteristics, but so flowery, so present, so so pleasant and flowery and sweet mm-hmm. on the nose. Um, and then it gets into its rye thing, whether it's whether you taste clove or lemongrass or tea or whatever it is you taste from rye spice. That's after this really cool sweet bouquet. It's definitely level. Do you get that spice with the rye whiskey right up front, and then it finishes off with a spicy sweetness, which is what I enjoy mo- most about it. You know, after going around around the bend the, since this quarantine started, the Michter's uh, ride doesn't have the same. I don't get the same excitement about it that I had before 
you know, the Pikesvilles or even the, or the Kentucky Owls or all these other ones. Um, it's 84 proof. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of drops off, right? It doesn't really linger. Like that handy, seven years old, just had that serious linger of like orange, spiced, boozy, like marmalade. Oh, yeah, that linger was strong. But the, these, this one doesn't do that. But it's a good introductory joint to the rye category. So if someone was listening to our show, and you know, of course, when you go to your local liquor store, some liquor stores may have an abundance of choices, may have all the choices as far as liquors. I mean, with the exception of the tenure or or the celebration, but the ones that's easily accessible, which one would you suggest they start off with first? Um, A start? Start. Probably Michter's. If you've had a few rides, I'd go straight into that Pikesville. No, I was talking about Michter's. Oh, of the Michter's? Of the Michter's. Which Michter's would you suggest first? I might say the bourbon. I was partial to the bourbon today. Yeah. I mean, but the the rise are a single barrel, right? So it might just be this barrel. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed the flavors on the uh, on the bourbon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were talking about Billions, and it sounds like on Billions, they were drinking a 25-year-old rye, 25-year-old bourbon, and the Celebration bourbon. Man, that's, that's rich people shit right there. Yeah, the Celebration is going for about 5000 <laughs> That's uh. The retail is five hundred dollars for that one, I think. Then on one like one episode, oh, retail's five k. Sorry, retail retail's five k. Oh for shit, that one. no. The, on one episode, didn't Wags order some mixers and it was like eight hundred dollars an ounce? Yeah, I was always <laughs> curious to know what the connection was between billions and mixers. And it sounds like to wrap up a season, I think Wendy Rhodes and Wags wanted to gift the crew something so that they took them down to the Kentucky distillery. And I think that's where the connection got really, really heavy. Yeah, that's why you see Mickers all throughout the damn show. Yeah, it's a pretty cool scene um, in that, because that's a good series, but then you also see, hey, they're drinking Mickers. And even though we're not drinking the 25-year-old one, the labels are similar, so it's kind of like, you kind of get excited, like, man, Man. they're drinking good whiskey. It's not like a product placement where it's like, you know, your typical Jack, right? Or... You know, or Jim Beam, or you know, like on the on all these baseball games, you'll see a Maker's Mark mm-hmm. or a Knob Creek. They're drinking Mictors, which is more of a it's a it's a nerdier option on the on the product placement side of things in a in a network series, right? Yeah, that's true. Because like um, the show, the ranch that you got me turned on to, and you left me watching the rest of it, is all Jack Daniels up the neck. Exactly. So. Uh, Michter's, they have this thing they call it pre-revolutionary war whiskey. We, we'll try not to get too far into the history of it. This is right up your alley, so I'm just but, here yeah, because it can you can go down a rabbit hole with you know talking about the history of brands. But uh, it says it goes back to 1753, and mm. uh, and back then it wasn't called Michter's. I think it was called. It's right here on the tag. Uh, back then it was called. Shanks. Shanks. And then it was known as Bomb Burgers. Bomb Burgers? Yeah. That's a very interesting fact that I did not know until right now. According to legend, George Washington bought enough whiskey at the distillery to get the troops through winter at Valley Forge. So that's why they talk about it being the whiskey that warmed the American Revolution. Right. But then it hit rock bottom. It went out of business. I think Prohibition, they closed. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, it came back in the fifties, but then it struggled. Um, but then this guy, Lou Foreman picked it up in the fifties and he gave it a new name when he bought it. So he named it after his kids, Michael and Peter. Victor. Yeah. I was, I was wondering like, if that was somebody's last name or if it's something they came up with, that yeah. is so interesting. So what's the names again? Michael and Peter were the guy's Michael, names. Michael and Peter. Yeah. So Victor's. Yeah. So they're Some Brangelina type shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. So. It hit, um, he changed it to Michter's in the 50s. In uh, 1989, it took another downturn and it kind of went bankrupt. They call Chapter 11. So another guy, not the founder, comes in and buys it. And that's the guy who owns it now. This guy, Magliocho. Yeah, because he was the one that moved it to Louisville because it was not always in. It didn't start off in Louisville. It started off it in. Was, it, was a, it was a Pennsylvania. Wow. It was a Pennsylvania brand. Yeah. So now they're in the middle of downtown Louisville. So I think. Um, Why didn't we go there when we were down there? Um, I, outside of the Evan Williams experience in Louisville and the uh, there's a crew that makes beer and they have a distillery. Um, against the grain? Against the grain. Outside of those two distilleries, I didn't know there were a bunch of distilleries in Louisville. Mm. I thought all the distilleries were on the on the trail. Okay. So I didn't I didn't think to go. Okay. Yeah. Next time we were definitely gonna hit it up though. Yeah. So uh, they've been aging their own stuff since twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. But everything up to this point has been they are a non distilling producer. Yeah. And uh yeah, they're doing about $30 million a year, apparently, in sales. Damn. So that's what we know about Mictors. I mean, if anyone from Mictors is listening to our little show, I mean, if you want to, you know, slide us a bottle of the 20-year, I will not complain at all. Yeah, it sounds like that uh, celebration had maybe uh, like less than 300 bottles that it made. <sighs> yeah. But, and then um, this is the closest we've gotten to the ones they drink on, on Billions is this 10-year ride. Wishful thinking. And, um, yes, we decided to give them all a whirl, right? So we poured for the show, we poured the, uh, the Michter single barrel and the tenure, both rise. Okay. Babe, which one is, which again, I forgot. All right. Your stemware is the 10. Okay. Okay. So we're going to have to dive into this 10. It has a sexy chestnut color. It's full of. Body. It's so dark. It's yeah. noticeably darker than the uh, than the than the single barrel. Yes, it is. And then the smell you hit it. The sweetness hits you right up front, and you, and you definitely get that orange vibe, orange peel vibe. Ooh, that's good. There's a good amount of oak in there. I'd say there's just as much oak as there is spice. I'm getting more oak than I am the spice. The spice is not the spice is not all that heavy to me. Yeah. And I, I'm finding that as the more bourbons we taste, I'm really enjoying that spice. Yeah, especially on the rise. Yeah. I think yeah. the um, we talked about orange marmalade earlier. That's been my favorite note, or you know those cinnamons that come yeah. in these spices. Now, Mictors is known for just having. I think the reason why I had it on the shelf before was because. Well, they're known for just having just really approachable, really almost uh, approachable and well-balanced, mm-hmm. I think, are the words that come to mind. So 
Uh, so what they do is they toast their barrels, apparently, before they try them. And I guess that gives uh, the flavors of the wood a chance to interact more, is what they say. And then also they... Um, and then they have this uh, barrel heating process mm. where they're constantly applying heat to the barrels so that it penetrates more, gets more interaction with the wood. Right? Um, I don't understand that about them, but it makes sense when you think about their profiles. You line these up and uh, like we did, and you'll notice it right away that it's got flavor, but it's kind of a, it's tucked away and it doesn't come at you right away like those other ride notes do. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do enjoy that. Um. You know what else? I, oh, this is uh, so this is sixty one percent rye. That's their mm. mash bill. So thirty percent corn, sixty one percent rye. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I was listening to it was either uh, Four Roses or maybe it was Blanton's. But what they were saying was on the recipe they take the to it's about eight percent this the distiller's beer is about eight percent before they uh, distill it, mm-hmm. but then. The corn goes in first, mm-hmm. and then as the corn cools down, then you throw the rye in. Okay. And then when that's done, then if there's any malted barley, then that goes in. So I don't really understand that part, but it kind of makes sense, I guess, right? Because if maybe the rye, if you had the rye boiling with the corn, then maybe you don't taste the rye as much, right? So the rye is more of a secondary ingredient as far as like, it doesn't even go in while it's boiling. The boiling over, the boiling is mm-hmm. over, and then the rye goes in, which, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. So that was pretty interesting. But at 10 years old, it's one of the, it's one of the older bottles on the bar, right? Yeah. I mean, outside of the Fitzgerald, that was just, uh, what? 13. 13, yeah. Yeah. So this is right there with Elijah Craig at 12 and Eagle Rare at 10. So. Oh, shit. So this is the... This one is definitely more spicier. Which one? The one you poured in this glass, which is a yeah, the barrel. Michter single barrel. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a huge Michter's fan. I really enjoy their bourbons. I know, um, I kind of like the sour mash. The sour mash I've actually used more for baking. Okay. Yeah, when I go to make like a cake or cookies or something, it's great for because you still get a bit of that. Tinge and whatever you bake, so yeah. And a lot of these are accessible. Like I think I see Mictors just about every everywhere. every store I go to. Yeah, you see Mictors everywhere. Um, it's a really good product. Yeah, I w- I will say I think you know retail for the ten year is like a hundred hundred plus dollars. The celebration is. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> the uh, the twenty year. What fifty thousand dollars? The twenty year is a five hundred dollar product. Yeah, retail five fourteen retail. Wait, 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 wait. The celebration is five thousand. Yeah, which is a blend of uh, it's a blend of some rice and some bourbons, and then it can be any, it's a blend of ten to thirty years. That's the celebration. It comes in this really ornate uh, leather bound box. That's the celebration, and they only made like I think it came out twice, once in 2019 and once in 2016, I think, mm-hmm. and less than 300 bottles each time. It's akin to what uh, Buffalo Trace does with their very rare Eagle Rare, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's got like a crystal eagle in the glass, right? Yeah, and there's only like X number. It's you know it's a luxury product, 
right? Yeah, for five thousand dollars. Yeah, but I think you know we talked about Handy, and we even talked about what was it? The eleven year Kentucky Owl. And I wish I would have had that next to this one. But I think of those premium offerings, right, of that one one to two hundred dollar price range, like this is good. But I don't know if it's as good as those products. Okay. You know, like, I mean, it'd be it's good, sub one hundred dollars, good, <laughs> right? Because it's delicious, and I love the wax, and you know, it's rich. But you know, when you get into well. <sighs> Go ahead. That's that's definitely should be a show. The battle of the hundred dollar bottles. Because this is nice, but I really want. Honestly, I think it kind of lacks on the, it lacks on the finish, and then I'm looking for another. You know, I'm looking for another burst of flavor mm-hmm. that I wish was there. That it, but it just kind of all cleans up and goes away. It's like here you go. Here you go. Yep. I'm here, bitches. Yep. All right. I got to go. See you. I'm done. And I'm done. Which is fine. Like, I'm not complaining about it. It's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is the first time we've considered, like, price point and and discussing, like, how you feel about it. But I think that needs to be said, right? Because this is, you know, this is a few weeks in. And we're just like, all right. Some of these things I go for again at retail. And then some of them are good, but are they good at that price point? I don't know. Trying to take the fun out of it when when they retail when it retail at a certain price. But, yeah, I agree. So it's like you just want to enjoy it, but you don't want to break the bank trying to enjoy it. You know. Yeah, and I think it, it spotlights um, some of these others, like uh, like a barrel proof Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. You know, puts a spotlight on something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, or we talked about Eagle Rare, or we talk about. We talk about Eagle Rare or, you know, even that uh, or some of these Maker Mark, Maker's Mark CAC strengths, you know, these are good products, right? You know, I'm quite surprised as to how many people really sleep on Maker's Mark. I don't know why. Maker's Mark makes some good shit. Well, they only make the one. They only make one. They only have one mash bill. Right. So you'll get the 46 or you get the cash strength, but it's not a bunch of different, uh, not, not a bunch of different recipes. They make the one recipe. Right. And then, um. Yeah, I mean, you know, the bright red probably turns people off. I don't know, but that's, I listened <laughs> to them on a, I listened to them on something this week, and they said they're going to do two million cases of of whiskey this year with one recipe. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, um, I'm kind of curious to know what that tw- the twenty year on this does. Maybe that's when it really kicks in, right? With a long with a longer finish and some more and some deeper notes. Year. I mean. We don't exactly have like five thousand dollars. You might only need five hundred for the uh, for the. Oh, no, 20. right. The twenty year is five hundred. It's the celebration that's five thousand. Yeah. So, do we have any like bourbon news? Um. Let's see. Well, it's hunting season, so it's that time of year where all these cool releases come out. And they're, they're dropping. Which we uh, kind of lucked up and got a bottle of Blanton's Gold on the last trip. That was really good. Yeah. Um, had that next to Thundertaker from Revolution. That was dope. That was fun. Uh, Brad decided to put his Blanton's Gold in his Thundertaker. <laughs> How did that turn out? It worked. Oh, you know, right. sometimes 
when you turn the volume up on a beer by adding a whiskey. We've done that before. Yeah, we've done that countless times. It just kind of highlight. It could highlight the wood mm-hmm. in, in both. Yeah. But this this just kind of was just effortless. I was really surprised. I think like a three to one, mm-hmm. three to one, um, three to one Thundertaker to to gold ratio. Gold was fantastic. Like I don't know how straight from the barrel is going to be, but I was a huge fan of gold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for that baker's chocolate, man. That's <laughs> that's when I get excited when I think so. What is this? Well, this is 92 proof, to be fair. Right. But I I get a lot of times I get Baker's chocolate when we go north of 110. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. 110, 120, you know, I, I get those flavors. I'm excited about that. So now that I've said that about this being 92 proof, I take it back that, you know, maybe we won't hit Baker's chocolate on this 92. You proof. won't hit it with that. Yeah. So, um, so I take back a little bit of what I said. I, maybe I was a little too critical. Just a little bit. Yeah. But, okay. but it's a fun ride. I'm glad we tried it. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, is there anything else that's coming on up? No, just some more of this. Uh, just some more of this ten-year ride in my glass. All right. Well, I guess that is about it. I mean, of course, I have to tell Nick to stop bumping the damn table. But um, that's about it for us. You know. You know. You can catch us on all the socials at the Neat Pour and check out the website theneatpour.com. Sorry we had to take a break for a little bit minute, but we are back. All right, well, catch you guys on the flip side. All right, cheers. Cheers.